You're listening to Thinker's What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with our co-host, Alex Gary, and today, Patricia Chu, CEO, and Bernard Mulu, COO of RidePass. RidePass is a, a rideshare startup. It's focused on serving un, uh, underserved communities that are passed over by Uber and Lyft. You've all heard those names, Uber and Lyft, but there are places in the world, in the U.S., that, uh, that have been passed over by those folks. So, gentlemen, welcome to What Works podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Oh, I'm really, we're really happy to be here. It's it's amazing to have you guys on. Now you you're sitting here in Rockford. Mm-hmm. Um, I think many people know where Rockford is. It's like 60 miles, 70 miles or so west of Chicago. But you're from Whitewater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whitewater, That's Wisconsin. And and I think you were just in China. Is that yes, uh, my main job actually is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I live <laughs> I live in Whitewater and work in Milwaukee mainly because I want to be there where my startup is based, right? Yeah. But I do work in Milwaukee uh, for my main job. Uh, I'm an internal audit manager for Rexnord Corporation, and I was in China uh, for work so a month ago. So on your way back from China, you decided to stop by. I decided to stop by. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got a couple of people who uh, who work with you. Bernard mm-hmm. uh, Mula, your COO of Ride of Ride Pass, and you were just recently cool. uh, on the One Million Cups um, day with us, presenting about Ride Pass. Yep, I uh, had a really good time um, presenting Ride Pass to at One Million's Cup. That's awesome. So tell us what it, these underserved communities. Mm-hmm. That sounds, um, I don't know. It sounds like we're really like we're giving to the community in some way. Talk to us about Ride Pass. What's that about? Okay, so like you just rightly mentioned, uh, Ride Pass is a ride chat. You can really call it the Uber for these small towns where Uber and Lyft really doesn't come to, right? Um, and we're focused on these small underserved communities um, that need a safe ride option also. We believe uh, really that uh, when parents send their kids to school, uh, they should be confident that they would have a safe ride home. Uh, likewise, when students in these small towns such as Whitewater, Wisconsin, um, go off to the bars to <laughs> get a drink or two, uh, they should feel like they are going to have a safe ride home. And right now, that's not the case. And we are here to bridge that gap. Uh, you were you were students at the UW Whitewater, correct? Yes, we were students. Uh, so I went to UW Whitewater back in the day. Uh, I'm not gonna itch myself <laughs> here, uh, but I you graduated. Don't look old. <laughs> well, thank you very much for the compliment. Uh, but I graduated in 2010. Holy uh, mackerel! You're. You're yes, so old. <laughs> yes, I am old. I will, I'm, I'm only forty, but I look fifty-eight. <laughs> I'm thirty. I just turned thirty. Uh, a few months ago. <laughs> but anyways, when I went to UW-Whitewater, uh, we just had one cap company called Brown Cap. Really? That's it. In the entire city. And guess what? They only have about two or three caps that no serve the entire city. So talk of getting a ride. Uh, you have to wait about an hour if you're lucky to get picked up. And they would only serve the city of Whitewater. So if you needed a ride to go to Janesville, 
good luck. You're on your own. Uh, so it was a nightmare, especially for someone like myself, being yeah. an international student uh, coming from Africa. I did not have a car. I did not even have a driver's license. So I was basically stuck in Whitewater and I couldn't get around uh, outside of Whitewater except with right with brown cap in the city. So it sounds like a movie, Escape from Whitewater. <laughs> <laughs> so you were thinking of this, uh, this you were thinking of this thing where you uh, you're out at a bar mm-hmm. in Whitewater. You got two or three cabs on the road, and you know you're not gonna you're not gonna wait for that cab for an hour, right? And so you 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 found a ride pass because you feel it's a safer alternative to just hanging around. Or to drive drunk. Yeah. Guess what? There's a Harvard study out there that shows 30% of college students have admitted driving drunk. And I'm actually surprised it's that low. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Wow. And, you know, so we are really here to solve that statistic. And especially in these smaller towns where Uber and Lyft isn't even an alternative. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what we're here to do, really, is to help and, bridge and that gap. So in Whitewater, Uber is not there, Lyft is not there? Every once in a while, you're going to see one pop up here and there. Oh, man. Uh, but no, you're on your own. If you tap open the Uber yeah. app, it's dead. There's no driver available. So why why would RidePass be available? Well, Thanat, you want to take that one? Sure. Um we are building a network like a community where we have students driving for students and we um, encourage our students to 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 um, ensure that they're, they're, they are caring for each other. Yeah, so we are building that trusted ne- network with our students. Gotcha. That's what makes it work for us. Yeah, and we are also and, leveraging... Uh, key relationships with the university so that's a key piece that mm. you have to realize here is yeah. we know the the key stakeholders at these universities that is important to them for sure center for students with disability mm. your police department at the university the health and counseling services the sustainability department that helps to ensure that they there's fewer cars on campus. Those are key stakeholders that this is important to them. So we're leveraging those relationships really as a low-cost uh, customer acquisition model. Um, in, you know, we present to them, we show them what RightPass can really offer. Um, and then when there is the need, they look out for us. Like, for instance, we have there's a huge party weekend in Whitewater called Spring Splash. And last Spring Splash, um, the police department sent out a notice saying, hey, Warhawks, stay safe. This is not a university-sponsored event, but we know you guys are going to be partying and get drunk anyway. <laughs> While you're doing that, please be safe. Call the cab if you have to. Or you can use a service such as Ride Pass. That right there yeah. got us quite a lot of downloads. Mm-hmm. Had we not gone out and sought those relationships with those stakeholders, we would not get that. So really, it's it's a low cost, you know, customer acquisition strategy for us to really create those relationships. So you really do have a community service. When can you repeat? Like, what? Do you yeah, mean you have a community that? service. So you're you're you you are actually instead of just saying, well, you know, our 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 thing is that you could 
use your downtime to make money as a driver mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, where this taxi service, you're saying, no, we're a community service. We're here to take care of you. We're here to take care of you as a student. We're here to take care of the school. Right. It's, it's a, it's a, seems to me mm-hmm. that it's a different value proposition. I completely agree. And, and that's one thing too, that we try to drive with our drivers. We have a group, a group, me group. Really? Uh, of all our drivers. So we post, you know, comments on the encouragements on there. Because um, we, we have a ride for later feature within our platform where someone can schedule a ride to be picked up at a different time. Mm-hmm. We would post that ride request in our group and say, hey, we have a customer who is stranded. They need a ride. Is anyone interested? Okay. People would go out of their way, you know, to get it and would always praise each other. Thank you for getting, you know, you're helping. Because our model is building community one right at a time. That's what we really stand for. We believe strongly uh, that every single right that we are offering, we're building our community. Um, and it's these communities that are passed over by Uber and Lyft. Wow. Because they don't have the stable demand. Um, Did this come from your experience? Because uh, I mean, this, I don't know, it just seems like a very interesting concept to me. Did this come from your experience uh, being an international student, mm-hmm. sort of kind of, uh, I don't want to say stranded, but I mean, being an international student, finding yourself whitewater, having to make your way around, you've got no transportation of your own because mm-hmm. you don't have a driver's license. Is that where this, that's where this kind of birthed out of because you have this heart for serving folks maybe like yourself who um, you don't have an alternative or a safe alternative? That and also the fact that we don't have anything like this in Cameroon. Like I was just telling you earlier, um, the way this really started is I dreamt. I I had a dream one night. I did. I had a dream one night that I started my own Uber company in Cameroon. So I woke up and I go, hmm, that sounds interesting. We do not have anything like that in Cameroon. Yeah. How about I look into this and see how I can create something like this and take it to Cameroon? <laughs> That's how this all started. So I called Bernard over, called Patrice over, and I said, I had this dream. You know, I don't know what to think of it. I think it would be cool because we don't have something like that. Yeah. Cameroonians like American type ideas. Okay. They've probably seen Uber in movies, right? Right. And I thought this would be phenomenal if we did this. Yeah. So that's what how we started building it. We started brainstorming options. Uh, we ended up creating, uh, contacting a team of engineers in India when once we were looking into options. Um, once we started creating it, I was, I go, but wait a minute, we were struggling in Whitewater the whole time. We actually need that here more, right? So that's how we started thinking about it. We actually need to start that here as the beachhead market. Let's take a step back because I was, I'm curious, you had the idea, right? but you guys aren't coders. Correct. What, how did you take steps forward. I mean, we know UW-Whitewater is a very strong entrepreneurship program. Mm -hmm. Was there help at the University of Whitewater which helped you kind of uh, pass some of these steps uh, to get this thing uh, created? We actually didn't even go to the university until we had this platform in our hands. Okay, so then how did you put, you know, what did you do to get the steps to, to get this thing created? 
because everybody's got ideas. Mm-hmm. It's it's creating something, right? Mm-hmm. How do you how did you get to that point? We just did our research. We went online. We looked for experienced coders and engineers that could help us with something like this. Obviously, a lot of them were very expensive. And my experience at EY, you know, we have a whole dedicated team in India when I worked at Ernst & Young um, that helps us. They're very cost effective. They get the job done. Um, I realized that, okay, I can actually look into that market and see if this would be cost effective for us. So that's how we started researching the Indian market as well. And we got a hold, luckily, of some really experienced engineers there. Initially, we were very skeptical. I went back and forth because I didn't know if they could, you know, de- you know <laughs> take our money and not right. do anything. <laughs> It's not like you can um, hop on a plane and go get it. Exactly. <laughs> so well, <you> could. <laughs> we had to really trust our God. It took two months, right, to really trust them. Mm. They had to send us a few demos and stuff like that of type of work they've done. And then I was just like, you know what? No risk, no reward. So we just went with our God, paid them. Mm-hmm. And and you're, you're bootstrapping this, right? You've, you've taken out no debt at this point? Zero debt. We have no leverage. And that was, I'm a very conservative person. I'm physically very conservative. So we're still at the stage of proving our concept. We do not want to take out debt without really making sure that this works, right? And all three of you have full-time careers or jobs on the side. So you're trying to build this and, and perfect it and sell it. Correct. On, you know, outside of work hours. How is, how is that going? Bernard, I'll let you go first, and I can share a little <laughs> bit of my challenges doing that. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you drove down to Rockford, Illinois after work, so obviously you have the energy for China. <laughs> that, that can be really challenging because you have to try to balance um, your work and uh, your work schedule. And three of us, we have to create, we have to create that we have to create that time for right pass. Like we have to actually create time for it because And you guys work at different businesses in different cities. This yes. is not like three guys in a cubicle mm-hmm. trying to launch a barbecue business, right? Yeah. Okay, so because your third person works where? Um, he's a student. He's a student. He's, oh, he's still a student. Yeah, so he, he's gets, a student. He's, he gets to have fun while you guys work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to Spring Splash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we constantly communicate with each other. So like, the, the, it all stems from the relationship which we have. We communicate with each mm-hmm. other and try to create that that um, that time to work on right pass. Mm-hmm. So we also make it a, a priority. Um, after our job, we work on right pass. Mm-hmm. Then um, if you have time after that, you can then um, invest on yourself and in order to make um, in order to have a balance. So there is a lot of after hours mm-hmm. commitment to this. Also over the weekend, like there's a lot of, we drive, I'm a driver, I'm a CEO, but I'm also a right pass driver mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the last thing I want is for my customers to be stranded. So I'm in the car all the time uh, at three in the morning on the weekend, picking up college students from the bars and taking them home. So there is a lot of that. I didn't yeah. expect that. So we actually stay up sometimes 2 a.m. at night 
driving for 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 driving for our customers mm-hmm. and we stay home while working on the project at home we uh we we work on the projects on our computers at home while providing rights so like when you get a ride request you go provide the ride then you come back we work on this project mm-hmm. and that has been really that really works for us because Whitewater is a really small community mm-hmm. yeah so this is that's one thing that makes it work for us i would mm-hmm. suppose that also works for for you because what's what's the saying if you eat your own dog food right mm-hmm. so if you eat your own dog food you get better food so you're making a platform that you're also utilizing. That's correct. That's unique. Mm-hmm. So the so you you see firsthand mm-hmm. what the opportunities are, what the challenges are, because you're sitting there, you know, somebody's out on the road, you know, Patrice is out on the road, and you know, I don't know, emailing, then saying, hey, uh, something's not functioning. It's not it's not working. Oh quite my right. gosh! Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we've that's part of the challenge too, right? <laughs> Running something like this, um, one just to let you know what. One thing that happened, um, we ran this really big promotion uh, over the homecoming weekend because okay. that's usually one of the busiest weekends. Yeah. We had a 50% off promotion. A lot of people downloaded. A lot of people were pumped to use it. Um, and then on the day, too much traffic. We This was early stages of our development we didn't have enough bandwidth to carry that kind of traffic. Oh no! So it crashed. We can talk oh. to you about that, right? We do have a we have a scalable <laughs> infrastructure. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. We have a scalable infrastructure that's, that's that will, that will grow to demand and then shrink back down. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. So that, that, I'll be interested to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We'll, we'll we'll talk after. All right. But okay, so um, you talked about you're in the, the the proving point of it right now. Mm-hmm. So what is the data so far? I mean, in terms of. How many rides have you been given out? How does the 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 payment work to the uh, to the drivers? You know, where are you at in in uh, proving the concept works so that you can take it on the road? So good question. Um, so we are getting a, quite a bit of traction. Uh, just for start, we just started in August, right? Fully launched in August of. 2000 so the fall of 2017 um and we have a little bit almost a thousand users on our platform right now uh there's still obviously a lot of room uh for mm-hmm. growth yeah granite uw whitewater has about twelve thousand students give or take and plus additional three thousand or so within the community mm-hmm. so we still have really great room to grow uh but I would say we're getting quite some traction uh, on a, on a given weekend right now would probably give around 10 or so rides um, depending on the weekend, some weekends more. Sometimes during the day we get, you know, a few rides here and there. Uh, we also have quite a few long rides. So usually people would schedule like we, I picked up a customer once and took them to Chicago. Um, that ride there is almost $200 in revenue for rendering a ride like that. So we have that kind of, you know, wow. demand coming in. Um, so it's picking up. There's some, there's, you know, there's some opportunity there. Uh, but when it comes to our revenue model, it's all cashless. Uh, 
uh, and we let you utilize the same models over so 80 percent um, of the earnings go to the driver and ride pass retains 20 percent of the base fare um, we, however our drivers get to keep a hundred percent of their tips mm-hmm. so within our app Customers can tip the driver right within the app, and the drivers keep 100% of those. Now, when Bernard was here for One Million Cups, he started talking about the efforts to get into some other communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you guys on that? So that is a huge path we have been working on, and um, we just recently um, had a great news that um, we we got accepted into a grant which we can apply for um a license a statewide license so that's going to give us um more openings to get into other communities other than whitewater so we're going to cover the whole of wisconsin so um we are really looking forward to that and that's going to give us so much growth so you have uh um if if we get these numbers straight Mm -hmm. you have a thousand users on the platform Mm -hmm. yeah and that's in whitewater correct correct okay which is a relatively small community Mm -hmm. yes okay and then you you have this expansion model, mm-hmm. it seems to me, uh, that you go into these underserved communities, which could be other communities just like Whitewater, right. where there's a school there, mm-hmm. which is kind of the mainstay. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the high percentage of the population. Uh, and you forge relationships then with those schools, mm-hmm. right? Because it's in the school's interest, These, like you talk about, these key stakeholders' interest mm-hmm. to reduce the cars on campus, to increase safety on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're not the only place with a spring splash. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or homecoming weekend. Right. Is that is that safe to say that that's kind of what the expansion model might be? So actually, there's a piece about our expansion strategy that you missed, which I didn't talk about earlier, which is our brand ambassador program. And okay. more information about this can be found on our website, rightpass.com. Uh, we, R-Y-D-E. R- yeah, rightpass with a Y. So R O Y D E P A ws.com um, you would see our growth strategies called the brand ambassador program and we think this would be ideal for mm. our expansion uh, ideas so what that would be is think of it like a franchise model where you would find someone that is really passionate about this tra- this uh, idea and they want to be a part of it but they don't necessarily need to be a partner of Right Pass. Um, what they would do then is we would give them all the tools, equip them with all the training, marketing materials that they need. Um, they would then help grow Right Pass on their campus uh, and in return keep a percentage of the revenues generated from that market. That's fantastic. So that's what that's. You know, we just wrote that out. We're currently seeking new brand ambassadors. Uh, we haven't recruited anyone yet. So if anyone listening to this podcast was interested Alex? Um, <laughs> to become a brand ambassador, you can contact us. Our information is on our website and you can apply to be a brand ambassador right on the website too and we'll get your, your information. What is your hurdle right now? Is it... Um market penetration or getting the word out about you i mean you're you're, you are bootstrapping everything so Mm -hmm. let's say you entered a competition and they gave you 10 grand what would you spend it on so the 10 grand really would be spent on our expansion strategy 
because we have a working platform already. Our platform works. Um, we just need to get it in the hands of users. Uh, so that would be the biggest thing is how do we hyper engage our marketing team, right? So they can get this out there, uh, expand our, you, you, you know, really grow our brand ambassador program. Um, and there's other overhead type cost, right? Such as vetting of drivers. Right now, the service we use costs $15, right? Per background check. So we would need funding for that as soon as we start expanding into these other markets, mm -hmm. stuff like that. You have, um, I think you've, you've done some video work, right? Mm -hmm. On there. Um, I'm just kind of curious. It's, 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 it's fun to watch companies at the start, mm -hmm. right? Have, you know, do you have a one, three, five plan? You know, like, okay, in a year from now, we want to be mm -hmm. here. Three years from now, we want to be there. Five years, we want to be there. For the one-year plan, as Bernard just mentioned earlier, we just secured that grant uh, to obtain the TNC license. TNC stands for Transfer Transportation Network Companies. Is that something that can go state by state? Can you do the same thing in Illinois, or do you have to battle city by it city? It would depend. So okay. we would have to figure out what the rules are when you go to each state, mm -hmm. right? So right now, once we up, we're in the pro we just got the grant, we're in the process of applying for that license. Once we get it, I would say our first year plan is to expand throughout the state of Wisconsin. And then once we have expanded throughout the state of Wisconsin, then we need to start branching out. Um, just to give you some numbers, um, the market space uh, for these underserved college communities is about 5.6 million students that are currently in these markets that are underserved by Uber and Lyft. Um, and that's just the students. How did you, how did you determine that? There is re studies out there that we can look into. So we did our market research. So that comes up to a total addressable market of over $650 million in just these underserved markets. And that's only the students. But just bear in mind that these communities, are, are, they are gonna, they, this, um, this research was really conservative. Mm -hmm. Like we were really conservative in our research because these just takes into account the students. Correct. But so these, that's not these taken students, into... These students don't um, exist in a bubble, mm -hmm. so they exist in a community as well. So the actual numbers are going to mm -hmm. be actually higher than 5 million. So what right. is RidePass looking for right now? RidePass is looking for help. Okay. We, we are seeking to raise capital. So that's why we recently just graduated um, from the G-Beta program, uh, which is a startup accelerator program, mm -hmm. part of Generator. Yeah. So we graduated from that, and we are currently in our early stages of raising capital. So we're looking for an interested partner um, who would be able to help us with the funding that we need, primarily, you know, hopefully to expand as fast as we possibly can. Because uh, we have this platform, again, that works um, and how can we quickly scale and expand? Uh, that's where we are right now. Okay. So Drive Pass also needs drivers mm -hmm. into each community we're getting into. We need drivers that are going to be providing these rides. Then we also need driver um, Ride Pass ambassadors that are going to build these communities, that are going to partner with us and build these communities with us, mm -hmm. make these communities safer. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. 
Well, where do you see Ride Pass going? What's your what's in your mind's eye? I see Ride Pass making these cities that look like they are in the they are forgotten mm-hmm. to not be anymore. Right? I see cities such as Whitewater being able to drive downtown traffic mm. just as any other city like Milwaukee, Chicago, New York. How can we also be able to drive downtown traffic, improve economic activity, improve, uh, you know, the attractiveness of these cities mm-hmm. for people feeling like they can come to these cities and not be stranded. Yeah. I see right <clears throat> as being that solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can make this work. And, you know, there is the need, there is the market for it. Um, $650 million, that's very conservative. Uh, there's, that's, it's more than that. And, you know, we... And we, 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 one other thing, too, that um, I forgot to mention is we are, we've also really generated a lot of interest from companies as well. Like, we just um, got interest from a company in Dutch County uh, called Specialty Cheese, and they have a huge struggle in bringing their employees to work. Bernard talked about that at One Million Cups. Right, mm-hmm. right. So this issue isn't just concentrated to college so that students. Was, yeah, that was something, well, people pivot all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You, you thought it was this was your market, right. and then all of a sudden, hey, this could be a market as this well. This could be a market. So I really see this also having that business-to-business, B2B, Opportunity, right? Because that's what we're getting here with specialty cheese. They're going to utilize right pass as an additional benefit to their employees. Great for us because it front ends cash flow. You know, they're going to give uh, you uh, right pass dollars to their employees as a benefit to use for rights. So we're really excited about this opportunity. Looking forward to it. It's obviously in the early stages, but that's coming up here soon. That's awesome. I did, you know, back to the accelerator program, because we're familiar with G-Beta. We had uh, uh, the leader of G-Beta down here to talk. I'm, I'm kind of curious, after it was over mm-hmm. and you went on the investor tour, I mean, how many groups did you see and what kind of questions did you get? I mean, because a lot of people want to raise capital mm-hmm. and at some point they're going to have to put themselves in front of a group to pitch, to, you know, to sell themselves. So what kind of questions were you getting and, and how have you improved your pitch, you know, time, you know, from one to the next? So when we did the pitch, um, we were mostly getting questions of um, the main question we're getting was why Uber and Lyft are not coming into these communities. Like, why is Uber and Lyft shying away from these um, from Roya America? So um, that made us work. Um, the, the, that question is what we have been really working on. Because the reason they, they shy away from these communities is because they don't get volume. Uber and Lyft, they go for big cities because they're going to get more people requesting rides, and that makes more revenue for them. Um, and it helps you get drivers because you can yes, promise the drivers a certain amount of A business. certain amount of rides, and that's what works for them. But we are more focused on these small communities and... What they uh, look, what we talk to these investors, they want to see us prove our concept. Then they're gonna come on board. Mm-hmm. So um, they are watching us right now. Mm-hmm. 
they're watching our every move. I don't know if it's literally or figuratively. <laughs> it's they, both. They've hacked into your, they've hacked into your phone. <laughs> right. They, so they know you're here, and they're wondering why did you spend that money? Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of one of the things that we are doing a little bit differently, we're always thinking. We we are not sleeping. We're constantly thinking of okay. We have how to sleep can sometime we? because we, you don't want a, a tired driver driving. That is absolutely correct. We don't want that. <laughs> we'll correct that. Um, but anyway, so we are all constantly thinking of, okay, how can we make this better? How can we, because we, yeah. we have two customers, really. We have the user and we have the driver. One, we want to make sure that for users, we want to make sure that they feel like when they launch our app, they can always find a ride. At the right. same time, we need to also make sure that we our drivers feel like it's worth their why that they can make some make a buck out of this. So we're thinking all the time how can we make that better in both ways. Like for one for instance, we have the right for later future. That's a big one for these small communities because now someone can request a ride for future time and then we can make sure that there's a driver available to pick them up that way they don't have to feel like they have to sit in their car waiting for a ride to come in to even make that better we just are currently working on an update for on our app which would allow for those right those requests scheduled for a later time to instantly show up on the driver's app so they can see right within their driver app that there is a request for tomorrow and they can decide if they want to take it or not. So right now it just comes to our back end and then we have to communicate that to the drivers and say, hey, there's a request, by the way, in the system. Are you interested? Now we're, th- we're, we're going to sh- shoot it right to the drivers. They can see it and then decide if they want to arrange their mm-hmm. schedule around that. So things like that, being innovative, constantly thinking out of the box, mm-hmm. constantly talking uh, with these stakeholders and see mm-hmm. how we can sp- solve their problems. And how many companies can you uh, promise that the CEO might pick you up? Right, many. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, if, if if you need something from Thinker, and we're like, well, we want Jason to come pick us up. I don't know if Good that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised, <laughs> gentlemen. This is a fantastic, uh, I think, a fantastic service. I love how it was birthed. I love this concept of I had a dream, mm-hmm. and then I called my buddies over and said, hey. Gentlemen, here's the dream I had. Right. What do you think of this concept? I, Has I, that happened I before, Bernard? Have you, have you had to shoot stuff down like that before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had that dream four years ago. No, we're not doing that one. <laughs> no, right. I like this one. <laughs> right, exactly. Patrice is calling you up every other weekend. Like, right. <laughs> every time I have a right. dream, it's my turn to my company. Something <laughs> was We've gone eagle. through many dreams before coming to this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was on a boat with an eagle. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. (laughs) Guys, this is great. I love Ride Pass. R Y D E P A S S. Correct. Dot com. com. That's awesome. Thanks, gentlemen, for being here on the What Works podcast. Thank Thank you you so much. much.